your notes. Yes, child. It's a, another episode in the books. We got another episode of the Pea Poppin' Talkin' um, podcast. This is our Pea Valley recap podcast. If you yes. are watching, Pea Valley is a show on stars that we are absolutely obsessed with. Pretty much obsessed with. And tonight really just made me, I feel like every night my obsession grows deeper and deeper. And like right. all these layers keep getting pulled back and we... Man, these people just, they're all unicorns on the show, right? <laughs> like, so, like, I'm interested in so many different aspects of the characters on this show. Yes. Um, but I also just like how very, very Southern this entire show is. Like, Extremely. I like the accents, even though the I, I guess she's supposed to be the main character, even though I don't really care about her, but Autumn, mm-hmm. she, um, I think she's like British in real life. Okay, yeah, because she's not even from the south, but Mercedes is like actually from Memphis. Uh Um, But yeah, girl. Okay, so last week it was like last week on B Valley, y'all. Right, right. We got the Mercedes (laughs) rough intro. Yes, but this week it was y'all better sit y'all asses down. (laughs) And it was like, okay, Uncle Clifford. Yes, this show gets better and better every week. I, Um, I was I was living for his intro most definitely. Mom. Now, what was I going to say? Let me go on back. Because I had to pull up the IMDB today. Because, you know, I normally don't be knowing none of the cast member names. Nothing. I'd be like, you know, that one person that played such and such on such and such. Mm-hmm. So I had to go in and uh, look at the actual IMDB for this episode. So, uh, damn, I lost it. Okay, here we go. Wait, nope, lost it again. Here we go. Season one, episode three. Okay, so this episode was directed by Millicent Shelton. Again, another woman director, which I believe uh, for the entire run in the series, all of the episodes are directed by a woman. Um, it's According to IMDb, she's known for 30 Rock. A show called Awkward, which I'm not very familiar with, and also The Flash, which I think was on CW. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it looks like she does, in general, a lot of TV. She's also um, directed an episode of Insecure. So she, Reno, or 911, not Reno 911, she's done a few episodes of Blackish. So she seems to be a vet in the whole TV um, directing scene. Now... This episode, we got a really different introduction, which I thought was shot really well. So this episode opens up with Mercedes on the pole and one lone patron in the pink. And we learn that he's a coach and he's married, allegedly. Um, but he got, his nose is like wide open for Mercedes. But this, mm-hmm. we come to find out, is her regular. Now, I'll, this brings me to my first note of this episode. Now, I feel like we need some better close-up on the men's. Because I feel like it was a couple of fine men's in this episode. But they went it's too dark. <laughs> it's too dark in the club. They need to start shining the light on people that we need to see. 
I feel like it was a little like the the coach dude. I felt like he might be fine, but I couldn't really see him. It was real dark in there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. A couple. Of, I felt like it was a couple of like blinking. You miss some fine dudes just walking past walking past the screen real quick. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, coach looked like he was a piece, but like he could have been sell a dream. <laughs> trying to sell a dream. Yes, yes. But I do like how that episode, how it started out and it made it look like it was just them by themselves. But then, like, you know, she said whatever she said and then it, like, snapped and the whole club was packed kind of thing. Um, I thought that was shot really, really well. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I want to move on to another scene with Autumn picking these bland pack pack hair wigs. I was like, okay, sis, now... <laughs> She didn't spend all day in that wig shop, and she walked out with that raggly blonde. Girl, um, of all the wigs she can find, but you know the girls always go for the long blonde. That's just like the signature. They do, but that this particular long blonde girl, that part is just staring at me. Aggressive. That part is so aggressive. And you know, her and Uncle Clifford might have had on the same wig. Well, you know, I'm going to get to Uncle Clifford because, you know, I had to give him like a five slash six out of ten this week. I wasn't really feeling none of his looks. You know what? I don't think I feel any of his looks. I feel like <laughs> to be striking. Like, we, we'll get to Uncle Clifford because he we had come back. looks this, this, this episode, too. We're going to come back. But, yes, mm-hmm. I I feel like... In general, his fits was a little lacking, but I did appreciate the faux lock wig he was wearing. Um, I appreciated I the faux most of the most of the episode. P Valley, if you're listening, who is the wig designer on set? I, I might need me a faux lock wig because that okay. was that was kind of hidden. I ain't gonna lie, that one was kind of hidden. Yeah. Now, something a, a character from last week that we. Um, we talked about him, but I didn't realize the actual actor playing him. But the mayor of Chukalisa, Chukalisa, is um, Isaiah Washington. Is being played by Isaiah Washington, and I'm looking at this man, and I really feel like I don't see no Isaiah Washington. Like he really must be transforming himself into this character because he just he don't oh. look like himself at all. The brother is in there. He in there. I keep. Yeah. Glimmers of him, but I'm, he's my first note. I'm like, this nigga is fine. Oh Lord, he acting up. This gold yes. ass is giving libations, honor and glory to the gods. Ogun Abotala. You know, you yes. feed the gods first. You got to, you know, because they 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 they're working on some holy grounds right now to build this casino. But I just his character is going to be problematic, and I can't wait. Because I really want to see the development of his character as well. Man. I'm with you. And also a, a small little footnote because you mentioned he is fine. I might, you know, our next episode, our next yes. episode, I'm gonna have, to, I'm gonna have to add the brother on my list. Child, I literally have him on the list right here for him to be added to that ranked episode list. So, yeah, he definitely made the cut. He's somebody who I forgot. I think there's a lot of seasoned brothers out there. A lot of seasoned dick out left. there. And they need to come back to the to the to the um to the screen so we can see what they look like now because. I have a feeling Isaiah ain't the only one that's seasoning well, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like, even though the brother was looking like Colonel Sanders this episode, he was still looking a little fine. <laughs> Definitely. 
got that Colonel Sanders uh, energy from him. I said, now why they put this Colonel Sanders get up on him? Girl, but, I'm trying to figure out what his relationship with Andre is too. That's another so I think that's his godfather. Because at the ah. end, at the very end of the episode, um, when Andre gets on the phone, he says, God, dad, sorry to wake you up in the middle of the night, but I think we got a problem. I think this, um, the mayor character, I think that's Andre's godfather. Ah, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Forget about your people. You came yeah. back some. So we gonna, I feel like we gonna come back. We gonna come back. There's something here. You know, I mm-hmm. feel it brewing. We gonna come back to them. I yes. think we gonna, we gonna get to the bottom of this. Hopefully. Most definitely. <laughs> Did this guy give her her ID? Like, sis needs her ID like no other. Like, but she is scamming, okay? Big time. Capital big S. <laughs> capital G at the end. Like, she doing it. And smiling. <laughs> like, yeah, like, I just, you know, we don't, we got to figure her out. Even though, like, she definitely has, like, the most mysterious kind of mm-hmm. storyline, I think. But even yes. with that, I still don't truly care, you know? Like, I'm more <laughs> interested in Mercedes. When are you going to show me uh, Miss Mississippi's abusive-ass baby daddy boyfriend husband? You know, it's just like some other... There's a lot of other stuff going there's on. There's a lot of stories that we got to dig deeper on. Like, oh yes. my God, the breakfast scene. This was just epic. You know what I'm saying? When the- I want to... I want to quickly talk about this club security guard the brother uh what'd you call him him? uh sprite zero sprite zero yes (laughs) now this brother uh why does he have to be everybody's captain sabaho on this show i just that's just who he is in general on screen and (laughs) so he's typecast he's just he's just a saving he's just a saving light-skinned brother that's a thug reformed he want to help, but really, like he a thug. So I, I just don't know. Yeah, I just I want him to have. I feel like his his whole role is just to come in and save the day real quick. I want I kind of want to know a little bit more about him, mm-hmm. but maybe not. I don't know. If he, if he just being typecast, who knows? I hope he's not being typecast. It's crazy because we didn't really see him much on the second episode. Now he's back. Right one so it's like you know i kind of missed him the second one even though he really doesn't do much like <laughs> security guard presence is needed you know for right now the other security guard slash uh cpa slash cook slash well like he does everything <laughs> yes he does everything the brother kind of look like suge knight don't he exactly <laughs> like suge knight he might have played him in the nwa movie <laughs> He looks exactly like Suge Knight. This, his name is Big L, and he's played, no lie, his real-life name, maybe, I don't know. This could just be his acting name. But his name is Morocco Omari. Ooh. In real life, allegedly. Okay. Yes. Let me see. You know, I'm on his IMDb. They don't have him listed in NWA movie. Which I'm actually surprised about now that you mentioned that. But he was on Empire for about a year. That's where I know his face from. <laughs> I'm like, I know him from somewhere. That was when I was watching Empire in the beginning. He it was, might have been in the beginning, yes. Yeah, he was like... Um, With Malik Yoba character? 
No, no, he was the one that was um, what's his name? The main character. I'm drawing it. Lucius. Lucius. He was Lucius's like right hand man, I believe. Okay, so maybe he a little typecast too. Yeah, he was helping Lucius. So he's still an assistant. Ah, okay. Now this episode. It's a lot of tea in this episode. There's so much tea, and it felt like it was so long, and it was only an hour. It was just that much shit. It was a lot happening. Andre married. I knew we couldn't trust this nigga, but he We knew he was married. (laughs) Wait, wait. Cheating, cheating. Wait. (laughs) I have Negro notes on when he went to ask for a condom. Yes, I had that down, too. This hotel clerk was hilarious to me he had about <laughs> you know they cast him and they was like okay now you don't have you only have two lines <laughs> you only no. have two lines okay <laughs> you know you come in it's only gonna take you like five minutes and i feel like they probably had him doing hella takes and he was giving it his all with them two lines Girl. but he was definitely appreciated in this episode he reminded me of um low-key like the character Wayman on Low Down Dirty Shame. I literally said they found <laughs> they found a seasoned Wayman <laughs> him up in here and told him all you gotta say is no and that there's Bibles in the room for free and roll your eyes. Just say yes. to. <laughs> so I literally said it's just Wayman 2.0 in here. Yes R.I.P. Wayman I believe the character that played him passed away quite some time ago but yes, he will on forever Wayman. in our hearts. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so now I'm also feeling like it's some equal opportunity scamming going on, right? Because mm-hmm, now mm-hmm. we know Andre is married. Big, yeah. big married. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's fucking with Adam. He got a thing for Adam. And the only reason it seems like he might be doing any of this is because he needs an end to the pink. Yep. They need they need that for the casino, and meanwhile, I, uh, Autumn ass is playing him because she need that goddamn ID because it's a bigger yeah. scam going on. We ain't got to it yet, but we know it's coming, and she need that ID because it's a crucial part of her scam. They just going back and forth scamming each other. They don't know it, right? I'm just happy Andre isn't a police officer because I was just knowing that they was watching them and framing them in the beginning. So it was really relieving to know that he's just a lawyer, you know, an esquire, you know, deal. With this show, we never know. (laughs) He might just be be a cop still. (laughs) He could still still be a cop trying to get his uncle turned or his goddad turned in, right? Yes. Uh, makers of P- writers of P Valley, if you need, we don't mind writing episodes at all. We're super invested. Like I was already thinking. Remember how last episode we were talking about what scenes we wanted to be in? Yes. And I was thinking, I was like, you know what? I want to be in the locker room scene, like getting dressed, like getting cute, getting ready to go out on the stage, and I I need to be an extra in the background. I just need to be an extra girl. I don't need to be have no speaking line. Just let me be an extra looking cute. You know, like, I just love this shit. I'm going to need a line or two. Locker, I get hella my, excited. <laughs> I'm trying to get my SAG card. Give me just one or two lines. Just let me collect those. Let me get in this union real quick. Child. Okay. Moving on. 
let's talk about the white slash mixed people in this episode. Now, Gidget, the character that plays Gidget, mm-hmm. now, she utters the phrase white girl magic on mm-hmm. this episode, and I was like, baby, no. I just, you know, that's where I had to draw the line. I was like, not okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, under under no circumstances will this be okay. But Gidget, I actually think she's the one who commented on our um, Instagram. Yes, yeah, she actually is. Miss um, Skylar Joy, shout yes. out to you. Thank you for listening to us and engaging. Hey, Skylar Boo. Yes. Tell, tell everybody else to listen to us and let us know what they think as well because um, we're going to keep showing y'all love. It's amazing. I felt like, I don't know, Gidget told us last week that we would be really excited about this week and she did not lie. Like she said literally that this episode was going to be good. White Girl Magic, um, you know, that line was a little problematic, but I felt like they did that on purpose. She also yeah. referenced herself as a white slave, you know? Yes, yes. Oh, there's a lot like, of problematic whiteness in this episode. Yeah, but I felt like they, they did that purposely. So I, I felt like it, it served its point. We finally got to meet Gidget's dude or boyfriend. Right, but okay, I was a little bit confused because I wasn't sure if that was her actual boyfriend or not. But I'm going to come back to him. But yes. Before, I, before we leave off of him, I'm going to say he was fine. He was a piece. <laughs> he was fine. But we're going to come back to him because I was actually a little bit confused at the end of the episode. I'm going to have to watch it again. Like, at first, I thought it was her boyfriend, but then, like, once I figured out who he was, I was like, well, maybe this ain't the boyfriend she was talking about when they was at the breakfast scene. I right. <sighs> now, this tragic mulatto, Brother Corbin, uh, you know what I realized when I'm watching this show? The cotton... <laughs> Just the showing of cotton in this show just makes me so uncomfortable. <laughs> really? They had that brother uh, rolling up on that cotton gin, and I was like, not the mulatto picking cotton. Now, what is this? What is this? Why? I mean, I get it. I get the storyline, but I also hate it at the same time. Like, why? 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 Girl, cotton ain't gonna pick itself. You know, and I just, I don't know. I need to find out more about Corbin and apparently, allegedly now we know that he's the son of the maid, um, but no one knows that, but Uncle Clifford and the dad, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a big secret. So yes, I, but also, how does Uncle Clifford know that Well, was, if it was from middle school? That's what I'm confused about. See? That's what I don't know. And it's like, well, are they actually like maybe loosely related or something? Yes. Like, like are they brothers actually? Brothers life? or is Corbin's mom like his auntie that was the maid in the house? You know, like, I don't know. We're going to find out though. We got to get to the bottom, bottom of this. But I also want him to stop. I want them to make stop making cotton picking references on the show. <laughs> Yeah, I had I had a feeling that when we saw that one the first time around that that wasn't going to be the last. And <laughs> yeah, like they love referencing this. I just wish that shows that were based in the South, like they always got a reference like cotton or something with slavery, just something like a plantation. Something. Yes, I feel and you on that. I don't, why? I mean, like we know that that happened there and I understand that they want to keep that you know, the roots and the history and nostalgia in the movies, but damn, like, we, we're trying to get away from that. That's the dark history. We don't want to see that shit. 
It is. And back to Uncle Clifford. Now, this 18th, the 18th century get up he had. First of all, bitch, I said this black aristocrat firm <laughs> in the fields. What kind of butt was that on that thing? What was what's that, girl? That's called a petticoat. Right? With girl, with that umbrella. With I said, oh, no. Uh, but I feel like Uncle Clifford gave the best one-liners during that scene with oh my gosh. in the cotton field. He really did. He did. He said, uh, oh, rule number 57, no change in a G-string, only dollars. Girl. And, and then he said, get you some sunscreen. We don't want you getting black now. Right. Like, right. Those are great, great one-liners. We can always count on Uncle Clifford to give us the the proper one-liners. I just felt like the visual of him standing there in the red with the umbrella, like that whole scene, the way it was shot was hella funny. And it was one of the most striking scenes of the night. Like you see this big ass field of cotton. Then you see Uncle Clifford standing there with his hands on his hip. <laughs> like, I just felt like it was just crazy. It also kind of felt like an ode to Beloved. You know that scene in Beloved Absolutely. when um when basically when Beloved comes back when Sandy mm-hmm. Newton's character appears and she's like in the all black similar getup, mm-hmm. but it's all black with a little uh umbrella and shit. Maybe it was yes. an ode to that, I don't know. Cinematic par- parallels, I think that's what it's called. Well, I felt like this this I love P Valley. It's been giving me um Eve's Bayou vibes from like the jump. So it's I'm, not scary enough to give me Eve's Bayou vibes. It's a little, it's, a, it's giving me, not on the scary part, but just the way that they're shooting the South, I should say. Um, we gotta get to Sister Patricia on the pole pit. Now that, that was a, a Babs-esque sermon, if I do say so myself. Child, I was crying. She was in that pulpit sounding like you, child. <laughs> Miss uh, Miss Patricia, and to see that she wasn't actually preaching, she was just practicing. So now we we get to see her fundamental crisis, I guess, where yes. this lady just really want to preach. Pretty much, that's it. She wants to, like I literally see her starting her own church in this in this show. Like she about to leave them those niggas. Like she's done. <laughs> like that. All right. The meeting of the round table that was really awkward. To and she was the only woman there. I feel like we, we yes. really could do a whole nother podcast on women in the church. But I kind of yeah. do really love that this episode um, hints or touches on that. Because yeah. I think that, that is some very, very real shit. Especially real in shit. black churches. I'm pretty sure it's real in all churches. But in black churches, like traditional Baptist or Kojic black churches, that definitely is something that happens. Mm-hmm. And even the way she was like asserting herself and just constantly being shot down and the main pastor talking about like, you know, sticking to tradition, which basically translates to women not being able to preach. Preach, yeah. Mm -hmm. But now also I remember Mercedes said she needed her stack. So I'm wondering how uh, Deacon Deacon Patricia finna come up with that. The way that Deacon Patricia said she was cutting the check tomorrow sounded evil. I'm like, I'm thinking, 
Is she going to try to hurt Mercedes because she don't want to give her the money? I just don't know. I just, I'm thinking, I'm wondering if she's going to uh, give her own child a bad check. That's what I'm wondering. She just might. Um, let me see. What else I got in my notes? Okay, Mercedes. Now, Mercedes was unraveled a lot this episode, but it was like... Yes. Real, it was like real casual. Like you might have missed some of the stuff she was saying, but this episode, of course, is her in the strip club, but also her with her girls, with her dance team, and, and she's bringing yeah. them a new one because she didn't seen on social media they talking about the the best twerkers and they show and they twerking on social media and stuff, and she got a problem with that. And you can see the conflict because she telling them they need to be more respectable and how twerking is not becoming. And then one of them, one of them call her out on her shit. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you do it. And she was like, I get paid to do it. <laughs> what y'all doing it for free for? You know, like she just, she, you can see how she, how conflicted she is. And we see her kind of urgency towards basically leaving the strip club life behind so she could just teach these girls and be legit in a way with her dance studio at the end of the episode we learned that one of the girls on the dance team Terika, is actually mercedes daughter right she's being raised by they don't make it clear but i'm assuming this is her baby daddy's sister and that her baby daddy Terika's father passed away some time ago and so um, the sister is raising her. I just—is that her sister or who? Who is Cortez? I think it's—I think it's her child's father's sister. I don't think it's her sister because she says the sister or the guardian or whatever says in the episode something like, "I swore when so and so died that I would raise her like my own." So I feel like it's her baby daddy's sister. Not well, her. I think that that guy is Cortez's, that lady is Cortez's wife. I think that Mercedes was his trick. And she's like helping him, like helping Mercedes and obviously keeping Cortez's legacy alive by like helping the baby out or like making sure the baby's taken care of, you know? I don't know. But who's Cortez? We don't know. Cortez. It seems like whoever Cortez. It's the baby daddy, right? It's the baby daddy. Yes. And he's dead. He's gone. So whoever that guy is that Mercedes had a baby by, I think that he used to be married to that lady or with her in some sort of capacity. So I don't know. Because it doesn't seem like she even really has an emotional attachment to the girl. It's kind of like, like she said, she's just doing it for for him. Yeah, I didn't think it was that the guy, like the baby was from an affair. I think it was because that that kid is like a teenager and we don't really know how old Mercedes is, but I wouldn't have, I wouldn't put her as a, um, as someone even as old as we are, like in mid thirties, I would put her in like her late twenties, maybe. Cause in the beginning of the episode, they say like the stripper's retirement is at 25 in the beginning of the, the series, I should say. Mm-hmm. She mentioned something about a stripper retiring at the age of 25. So I would have, I would think that she's not 30 yet. And that girl is like 12 or 13. So maybe she was like a teenage mom. Definitely was a teenage mom. I think that's why she's so hard on that girl too. About Well, that's definitely why mm. she's hard on her because it's her it's her daughter. Like she's the mom. 
but I think I think they'll be unraveling more of this situation. Yes. So verdict is out. You think that um, she is her is Mercedes' sister, right? I, no, I think she's Mercedes' baby daddy's sister. So Cortez's sister. Ah. Oh, okay. Cool. So we'll find out if she's either Cortez's sister or was wife married to Cortez. Verdict's still something. out. Yeah. At first, I thought the person playing the sister was Tasha. Um, I forget her last name, but you know, she was on like, why do I, uh, she's been in a couple of Tyler Perry stuff. Why did I get mm-hmm. married? Um, and she's like a twin in real life. I thought it was her, but then they did a close up and I was like, oh no, that's not her. Well, <laughs> but um, I, I think it's kind of refreshing that they got all new guys on here. I love it. Yeah. Like, I don't know any, like, some of these people are familiar, yeah, but most of them are not, at least not to me, at least, uh, um, mm-hmm. to say. But now, let's talk about the um, the strip club scene when Mercedes and Miss Mississippi and uh, Gidget, the Trinity, the Trinity, A-A, mm-hmm. uh, as Uncle Clifford said it. Now, that scene was crazy. Autumn got her drunk ass up on that pole and I just knew something was about to go down, but it was, it, that scene ended up not being as bad as I thought it was going to be. I just, I just literally thought somebody was about to break their neck. Um, yeah. My favorite line actually of this whole um, episode came when um, Autumn asked for another shot and she drank it and it was water. And she said, this is water. <laughs> So funny to me. And then when the Trinity AA just got down, it was like, oh my God, it was just amazing. I was hoping that this bitch Autumn wasn't going to go on stage and break her neck. But Mercedes was was making sure she wasn't going to mess up her pole, baby. Okay? I mean, (laughs) I don't know what it is, but Mercedes, it's like three clicks and she hits the splits. That's her move. Okay? (laughs) But Mercedes, like, I haven't seen a stripper like her on TV, which, which is amazing because, like, she's a real athlete up there. She's yeah. with it like the rest of the girls, and I think that that's amazing. And that's, you notice, like, when they are doing pole work on this show, they actually turn the music down. Like, they mute the music in the background noise, and they turn up the noises of their movements. Yep. So, like, that way is, like, focused on the actual movement kind of, showcasing stripping as athleticism in a way rather than that. like focusing on like the club environment aspect of it so mm-hmm. yeah that scene was actually really good I also read um somewhere that P Valley uses um body doubles for the strippers in this show at they first, should at first, shit. first episode I thought this was all them I was like dang I wonder if these girls were strippers in real life you know or did they learn for the show but it turns out that they're just body doubles I'm glad that they use body doubles because that looks like some hard work. Yes. Now, her is playing Mississippi girl. Her body is sick. Yeah, she's off the chain. Whoever is uh, Miss Mississippi, whoever is Miss Mississippi's body double. Mm-hmm. Uh, my favorite part of this episode was the reveal that DJ Never Scared is actually in high school. I was like, what? <laughs> this little boy. Is in high high school. At a high school. <laughs> preparatory high school at that. And it might not even be high school with these uniforms. Shit. Right? Right. 
We need to find out more about him. Who is his mom? Is his mama old stripper? And then she didn't find no sitter. So she brought him up to the club and she was like, you got to play these records while we dance. You know, like. (laughs) I'm mad you didn't gave, you didn't created this boy whole backstory. I'm just trying to figure it out. I feel you though. I'm like, why is he in high school? And also how little murder know where this little nigga go to school? I'm pretty sure the fictional town is. Chukalisa is like East Palo Alto and everybody know everybody, but still. Like, but Lil Murda is a stalker. He been popping up in the back of cars. And yes. Like, them teeth. <laughs> Shut up. I Maybe you going to say something about his teeth. I just can't. I do. I appreciate the slugs. I appreciate the slugs, but damn. Now, uh, Lil Murda is played by, I ha- I'm on IMDb. I had to look up his name. His real name is J. Alphonse Nicholson. Mm. And he actually was discovered by drumming, like in the subway in New York or whatever. Um, really? He's, he's from the South, but I went to his Instagram and his fiance is from Oakland. So there you really? go. Six degrees of separation from the Bay. Hey, always. Yeah. But um, I don't, he was on that. The self-made, the Madam C.J. Walker miniseries on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And he was on an episode of Luke Cage. But other than that, like, he's been on a, a few little TV things, but I ain't really seen him on... I actually have not seen any of these other things. He was in that movie, Just Mercy, too, the one with um, Michael B. Jordan. Oh, brother been working, huh? He been working, but I ain't seen... I ain't... Sorry, brother. We love you on this show. I ain't seen you work. Nothing <laughs> else, really. But you're great on here. Uh, right. I'm like looking. I'm like, oh, I don't watch any of these shows. But yeah, he been he been working a little bit. I feel like this might be the show that takes him over the top, propels his career, as they say. I I think so. I feel like he really been like putting in work, doing his thing. You know? Yeah. And like he been all over the place, and I felt like. I feel like his roles, he keeps getting more, like, re- more and more relevant, or maybe he's getting more and more lines, but I don't know. I feel like they keep bringing him around in P-Valley, obviously for a reason, um, so it's going to be interesting to see how his story unfolds. I'm just, I'm trying to figure him out, because he goes between, like, is he gay? Is he straight? Or is he just gay for inconvenience? Like, what's going on with this character? Um, I think he is... Bi, and I think he's okay. on the DL. That's I think that's his character. He's like the bi DL character, but also he's, I would say he's extremely hungry to be on. Yeah. And so I feel like he would do anything to be on, and that's why he keep popping up on niggas. Mm-hmm. And doing like doing shit here and there. He just really, really trying to be on. That's how I feel about that his makes character. Sense. But okay, towards the end of the episode, um, Gidget and Miss Mississippi are doing they set, which is called the Salt and Pepper set, which I thought was funny because one I thought was that was hilarious. And the dude walks in, and she like jumps off stage to kiss him. They go to the VIP room, and this is the dude that I'm not sure if this is her boyfriend or not, but it's very clear that this is the dude who was holding who Uncle Clifford was holding the oxy and shit for. Mm-hmm. But I'm just not sure if this is her boyfriend or not. 
Because when, when they were at the breakfast scene, it made it kind of sounded like maybe she lived with her boyfriend. Right. So I just wasn't sure. But anyway, the character playing the boyfriend was fine, personally, <laughs> to me. He was, he was a piece. His name is um, Duffy, and he's played by Dominic DeVore. Ooh. Uh, whoever that is. Uh, <laughs> but he's been on, it looks like he's been on a lot of different short films and... Mm, yeah, that's pretty much it. Maybe a look. He's another one that I felt like I've seen him before, but I can't like put my finger on it, you know? I'm looking at his IMDb and I've never seen any of this stuff. But he does appear to be very handsome. So if he continues on P Valley, brother, I'll be watching. <laughs> but it looks like he, yeah, it looks like he'll be on a few more episodes of. Valley so we shall see where his story unfolds and that's pretty much what happened this week on P-Valley episode three higher ground but the last thing I guess we didn't talk about was the um the date Andre and Autumn go on a date to the mound which is like yeah apparently it's a very um important landmark in the fictional town of Chukalisa and they meet this guy in the at the at the breakfast cafe and he tells them the story of the mound and autumn's like oh she wants to go of course after that date that's when they get back to his hotel have sex or try to have sex at least he doesn't have any condoms and that's when you know we meet the hotel clerk who was very mm-hmm. sassy and he gave his <laughs> all for them two lines mm-hmm. but when he returned uh, autumn takes that as an opportunity to go through his computer and get the tea because she needs that ID. Right. So she emails herself the tea. And uh, when she's on there, she goes through his pictures as well. And she sees the pictures of her. When he comes back to the hotel room, finally, she's gone with the picture still left up, letting him know that she saw it. Now she gets the she gives Uncle Clifford the tea. She finally gets her ID. At the end of the episode, this girl is at the, I forget what it's called, but it's the fictional Western Union, which I'm assuming it's basically what it was. Yes, pretty much. And she basically gets there to withdraw the $9,000 in the nick of time. Now, you know, she at the, the episode ends with her like, staring directly into the camera with her having this really creepy look on her face and I'm just so confused like girl what are you doing with these nine thousand dollars what are you really about to do the flash the flashback scene she had this episode where she like is in the rain running to a car she put her baby in the car but then she gets shot what is going on with her I don't like what's going on where is the baby at did the baby drown like when they were talking about the mounds and how those people carry death with them, like she got really, really weird, you know? Yeah. Just a lot going on with her character. And she's the one to me, that's the scary one out of all of them. Like she's the one that got some really dark shit that we haven't gotten to yet. I'm just really confused. That's, I just, you know, (laughs) this episode, Autumn just really confused me. 
like everything like I just I don't know I'm gonna of course keep watching the show but I really I'm really really curious to see what they do with her character like yeah I'm interested to see what they do with her character I'm praying that Mississippi's dude doesn't beat her to death like there's some stuff we just gotta see I'm I'm trying to figure out why the baby's in the strip club (laughs) Like, still. Because her dude be beating her. And be watching the baby. Oh, she we can't leave the baby with him? Yeah, we got to figure that out. Yeah. All in all, though, I do feel like episode three was a great episode. Yes. Still a lot of, we're still on a lot of cliffhangers, as you guys can tell from the way we talked about this episode. It's just, it's still a lot we don't know. Yeah. But I am enjoying every minute of it. Um, I usually hate watching TV shows like this to get me all wrapped up, but this is one like literally every Sunday I look forward to. We hope you guys watch it as well. Let us know what you guys think. Let us know um, uh, if we didn't cover anything you guys are interested in. Talk to us about it. We'll talk back. Let us know. It's all yes. popping, talking, baby. I got this. Re- it's replaying right now. I'm on TV's on mute, and I just want to say Uncle Clifford's um, outfit at the end of the episode. Hated it. This green moo moo number. Hate. Hate it. Not feeling all. it. With this <laughs> rhinestone choker looking like Beyonce in uh, Michelle's video when Michelle did that gospel song. When Girl. Jesus says yes, nobody can say no. That's what Uncle Clifford looked like in that episode. Girl, I'm just like the way he put them legs from around that chair in the fantasy room or in the. <laughs> okay i knew that wasn't my girl autumn sitting there but them legs came around and he show got up in andre's face so fast that was awesome so keep it coming p valley we'll be what do you what do you rate this episode we we should have ratings for we should episode i feel like out of all the episodes that we watched for me this one was the best one i'll give it a nine Okay, we're going to do it out of 10. Yeah. Okay. I'll give this one, I'll give this one an 8. I'm docking points for <laughs> the outfits. <laughs> and I think I'm docking points for the for the outfits and for um Autumn for the outfit and the wigs. I think that I'm I'm going to have to dock 2 points for the outfits. Yeah, you're not letting go of these wigs. <laughs> no. not at all but no still another great episode i cannot wait to watch and see what happens next week yeah i mean i'll probably end up watching episode three again right now when we get off so i am oh wait no sorry i forgot something very very crucial to this episode Hmm. can we talk about miss mississippi having the regular that just pay her to sleep first of all (laughs) he ain't paying he'd be he'd be giving her drugs to go to sleep girl i'm sorry we we breeze, we breeze right past that. Game. We breeze right past that, and I I I was like, it was creepy. I was like, what? And she got a hold that rose. I, we need to interview beauty, some strippers. We need to interview some strippers for this episode because I'm pretty sure this is like a real life story. But I just you know, it's people with all types of weird kinks that want them to do all types of crazy stuff that doesn't even involve sex. Yes. Uh. Okay. They didn't even make it rain. That's crazy. We will be back again next week with another episode of Pee Pop and Talking. 
that is the p-valley recap podcast from Mm -hmm girl if you like what you hear tweet us holla at us on instagram we're at Mm -hmm girl on both places you can also write us in at Mm -hmm girl radio at gmail.com you sure can y'all go on come on engage with us (laughs) engage with us also we had some people last week say that they actually watch p-valley so we're are starting to watch it and love it just as much as we do because this shit is fire yes mm-hmm. i can't wait to see what happens next week also can't wait to see what the intro will be for next yeah. week <laughs> who's gonna do it is it gonna be gidget is it gonna be autumn like who's gonna do it we will find out next week all right y'all all right we'll talk to you later bye